what I would like to explore today with you is um, a model of mindfulness practice uh, which is called the RAIN model. So, so far we have been more talking about how to recognize that which is already peaceful, that is that which is already still. With uh, coming from this view of the Dzogchen and Mahamudra tradition that that we actually have everything to be complete, to be at peace in this moment. It is just a matter to recognize it. So we have been exploring what happens if you cultivate an attitude of allowing, of accepting, giving space. So, kind of non-controlling practice. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that happens. So, but quite often, I think we, we, we need to appreciate, we need to accept that when it's very intense in our life, when we are very reactive, that it is very difficult to connect with the peace inside, and the intrinsic well-being, and the spacious, spacious awareness. So that's why in the Buddhist mindfulness practices, there's a lot of. Is the door still open? No. no? Okay. Um, in the in the in the Buddhist the Tibetan Buddhist toolbox. Uh, there's quite a lot of practices of how to transform, how to relate to a moment of reactivity, so that from there, once we have created some space, once we have created some kindness and gentleness in that moment, how then to move into stillness, how then to move into peace. So in one of these practices is the RAIN model and I think some of you might have uh, heard me talking about this before. It's a model which has been developed by different meditation teachers in the United States uh, who teach at the Inside Meditation Society. And one of the teachers who is uh, teaching it a lot is Tara Brach. Um, and it's a, it's a beautiful, short way to uh, combine and, con and condense many aspects of mindfulness practice. So each of these letters of the word RAIN uh, is standing for a certain 
aspect of this practice. And I have this card for you as a reminder, uh, where so you can put it on your desk, and then you can, particular when the shit hits the fan, which is probably happening tomorrow. <coughs> so the rain model is, uh, and I will. Uh, introduce this uh, after, <coughs> after the first sitting um, so the uh, there's you no know, whenever you are reactive that's a good moment to explore the rain model whenever you feel when something in you contracts And we can start with uh, no, very simple things like just the daily anxiety we experience. And then kind of training ourselves for those moments in our life when things are really getting difficult. So let's... Uh, sit quietly before I start talking too much. So we have some space of arriving and connecting with your body. So if you adjust your posture a bit and it's taking some time to settle this is meant as a reminder, so if you, if you uh, put it somewhere where you, where you can see it, and maybe it makes you a bit curious tonight, so there's also some talks uh, of Tara Brach you could listen to. So it's really worth it uh, to explore this uh, model, because it's... Um, uh, yeah, I, I really like it. So, let's take an example. Let's take an example from relationship. take an example of um, you know, someone uh, says something and you feel defensive. And your pattern then would be to, yeah, to talk defensively, to close uh, to become hard somehow and to uh, 
to respond to that <clears throat> what the other person said from from a reactivity So this would be a moment for the vein model, and you uh, you would uh, get to know this uh, these steps in your formal practice or kind of exploring it a bit. Uh, but then it's a practice for exactly these moments when someone pushes your button. So maybe you can just remember if you live in an intimate relationship. Uh, no, where does your partner know something of that where ex repeatedly like or you know in your work with your neighbors yeah. so these many many occasions so are you do you have a sense of what I mean when you are reactive when you are defensive Often, often we are not like we just go with it, yeah. Uh, but then, after sometimes, after then, we, then we feel, oh, I was again, I was five years old. <laughs> yeah, that's maybe a good example of. No, whenever we do or say something we later regret, then definitely um, we, uh, we came from, we disconnected from our resources, we disconnected from how we actually would like to be in our relationship. And that's exactly the, those moments where this can make a difference. So the first is the the R, uh, and it's recognizing, noticing. And part of this is uh, a slowing down. A slowing down. Of course, you need to have the intention to recognize and notice and to slow down. So you have you, you 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 would have to make a decision that you would want to work with this pattern. Like you have you have recognized a pattern in you that when your partner is doing certain things, then you storm out of the room. That's like a pattern I can notice in myself because it becomes so unbearable for me to stay in that situation. So there needs to be this intention to uh, to uh, to walk, to increase your capacity to be in this kind of situation with an op with an openness with a kindness. A good a very good example is also all the addictions, you know, using escapes, you know, the, this kind of escapes we use to not be in contact with what is happening. So instead of slowing down, going to the fridge or uh, whatever. So slowing down. And here, recognizing, noticing 
it includes you know the thoughts and your the way you feel in your body what you do but i would like to emphasize particularly the localizing of your activity in the body and if you remember we uh, i have talked about the subtle energy body and i encouraged you to become curious about how your emotions are manifesting in your body so noticing in your body recognizing what is happening in your body through the question where is this in my body where do i feel this this unbearable you know, like this it's like almost like i mean this is an extreme example of a reactivity of uh, i experience but it it almost feels like i would die if i would stay in this moment it feels unbearable and of course i can't help myself because this pattern you know i can trace it back to my childhood so it's like it's like it takes over it takes over yeah but we can work with this it's not like this but uh, we we can work with this so recognizing noticing is localizing it in the body and also naming it like becoming aware you know be becoming conscious of what is happening so there's the mindfulness practice of labeling so just you no know, one thing is if you become reactive in your relationship and you actually say i'm reactive right now that makes such a big difference for you and for for the other person i'm i'm 5 years old now i'm i'm reactive now let's time out time out i'm reactive and of course we will fail in this so as i said it's not easy to kind of undermine a pattern which which we which we have been governed by because it's so difficult to stay with pain so we have such an instinct in us such a strong instinct to run when there's pain and this first step is the opposite the opposite this first step is counter instinctual that's why it's so difficult but that make makes it, that in a way makes us human that we are we are not like dogs who don't have choice Uh, but we need to be of course kind and gentle and patient failing and failing and then working with it after kind of imagine or preparing ourselves if we know, you know something like one pet and will kick in in this situation 
So, slowing down, noticing. Giving it a name also. Anger. I'm angry. I'm confused. A side effect of emphasizing the somatic aspect of reactivity is that it uh, it um, might interrupt the the conceptual level, the storyline. So if you become really curious, I think this is two, two very good attitudes to bring into this. Curiosity and the intention. Curiosity and courage. Maybe you can a bit... Oh, particularly if it's a very strong, very, very strong reactivity, very strong pattern, where you, where you also would love to actually blame the other person. Really like, no, I don't want to work with this because it's not my fault. It's the fault of the other person. Uh, so the, the courage and the... The curiosity. We are perfectly equipped to feel all our feelings. So it, it you know, I know it feels like it's going to kill you, but it's not going to kill you. We are able to feel all, all our feelings. So that's the slowing down. And it took me years now to work with this, with this one pattern. So it's not, uh, you know, if you have a strong addiction, if you have a strong pattern of yelling, of becoming mean, or a pattern of collapsing, so that would be another pattern, kind of like a, a depressive reactive pattern. And then, uh, then it takes time, and it might help to work with it also in a kind of in a more psychotherapeutical approach, where you trace that pattern back, where it comes from. That helps sometimes to increase your compassion, because you you realize this pattern of the addiction or the yelling comes from a wound. It's not because you're evil. It's not because uh, because you're a bad person. It's because you have been wounded. And by recognizing that, that can help in this, uh, in the gentleness and in the kindness. That you that you kind of you take responsibility responsibility for that little boy, uh, for that little girl. Not, uh, not blaming her or not being ashamed of her, but um, taking care of her. So slowing down. <laughs> <laughs>
And that's, of course, what we do in meditation. Yeah? So if you have a formal practice, then, then, you, then you train that capacity of being with whatever arises. That's basically what we train in meditation, being with whatever arises, slowing down, or stopping that running around, and, and being with the discomfort, or if there's comfort, then with the comfort. Noticing is uh, is is one is this is also this antidote towards denying. What you deny, what you not name, continues to govern you. And and. For example, anger, reactivity. And anger here, I, I'm not talking about healthy anger, um, kind of the anger which makes you putting your foot down and where you protect your space. And yeah, so that's good, that's healthy. It's like the aggression which often comes into it, like the meanness, wanting to hurt self-righteousness the other person the other person also needs to feel pain because I can't stay in, I can't stay with my pain so the other person should feel pain um, so what, what is it what I wanted to say ah, so yeah denying yeah so this recognition is uh, is this antidote towards denying, particularly you know, depending on your background. So there's different different kinds of feelings which were not allowed in your family. So uh, so then, then there's uh, then there's very easily that tendency to deny. Maybe through like words, yeah, I'm a bit irritated. No, you're angry. Yes. So I think that's for the recognizing, noticing, and then uh, the A. Uh, it's the acceptance, the allowing, the embracing. So, so that's what we also cultivate in meditation. That's a lot of my meditation instructions, which by now maybe you find a bit boring, but uh, they are about this. Accepting, allowing. Accepting, allowing. Yes. Uh, so to embrace... And you, so this is, I think, one for me, one of the crucial aspects of mindfulness practice, of meditation practice, that is to find a way to be compassionate and gentle and kind with what is arising. So the accepting is exactly that. It's like, is difficult. Yes, it's difficult to to be here. Yeah, and so you can use the mudra of um, self-compassion. 
like putting your hand there where it hurts. So, yes, this is how I feel. It's okay. It's okay. It is okay. It is okay that you feel like that. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with the way you feel. There's nothing wrong with you. This is, I mean, this is, we are humans and we have feelings. And we have the whole, all of us here, we all have the whole, the whole uh, spectra, spectrum of feelings. Um, so you can feel any, everything. You can feel everything. <coughs> the thing is that with some things you don't want to be governed by it. You don't want to act it out. You don't want to throw it out at, at someone. But f- to feel it, that's completely fine. And, and it's, it's uh, you know, denying that we feel it. That makes us, that makes us acting out. <coughs> Pretending it's not there. That makes, it, that makes it a problem. Not having the feeling, that's not the problem. Feeling hurt, feeling lost, feeling insecure feeling jealous, feeling hurting someone, wanting to... Yes, this is how you feel. The question is what... what... what is it... what is... what are you doing with it? How do you relate to it? So the recognizing, the recognizing, embracing, recognizing, allowing, recognizing and holding gently, touching softly, breathing into. So here one can use the breath, breathing into, bathing that in in your breath and saying, yes, this is how I feel. And again, this is something you, you... you uh, explore in formal meditation practice. Because when you sit, then all kinds of stuff comes up. Comf- discomfort, uh, memories, you know, tiredness, feeling, all kinds of feelings. So that's, that's like the laboratory where you train or where you explore. Ah. Oh. Recognizing, embracing. Yes, this is how it is. It's okay. Relax, it's good enough. Yeah, all all this, uh, this different instructions. Also, if you're alone, of course. I mean, quite often you you can notice how when you're alone that you're in a reactivity, that you are 
who are unhappy, stressed, lonely, recognizing, localizing it in the body, embracing. This goes a long way, this this practice, this two, these two points. So we could now part and meet again in two years. <laughs> Having a follow-up group then, with recognizing and allowing. Noticing and allowing. So let's have a break mm. and then uh, we sit a bit and then we continue with the two other points. So back to the moments of reactivity. the recognition, the acceptance, and then the third one is the investigation. So the investigation is the, the aspect of the practice where we look deeper into our experience. And the Sanskrit for word for that is uh, vipassana or vipassana. So it is, it is a deeper seeing so with our curiosity, we, we, go, we go even deeper than saying yes and embracing it. We, we go deeper, we look deeper. What is it? How does it exist? What, it is made, what is it made of? With a, yeah, with a childlike wonder. And this makes an amazing difference if, if we become curious about our experience, if we become curious about particular our challenging experience. So one of the insights which arise when we look closely at our experience is the insight into the non-static, impermanent, um, flowing nature of the experience. That, for example, that intense moment of I need to get out of here, which then makes me, you know, bold out, kind of going out of contact with, with the other person, which might be very... Uh, difficult for the other person so if, if you if you take if you go out of contact then then uh, it might be very difficult for the other person so that moment which seems to be unbearable if you actually stay there it's gone in a I mean, not completely gone, but that kind of unbearableness is gone like, I don't know, five seconds. 
10 seconds. It takes just a breath. And then it's maybe still there, but it has not that, that strength. Each reactivity is an inappropriate, kind of inappropriate, not for the person who is reactive, because it comes from, uh, from, from childhood, from patterns, but it's not appropriate to the situation. If someone, you know, if your partner says something uh, and you freak out, then that what makes you freak out, you brought into this moment. It has nothing to do with your partner. You brought it into the poor partner who needs to <laughs> who needs to be with our childhood traumas and traumas is a is a big word with our with our wounds maybe it's a better better word with our wounds. But sometimes two partners have very heavy childhood traumas, and they <laughs> not sometimes always. Yeah, <laughs> always. That's the thing. I bring my wounds into the relationship and she brings her wounds into the relationship. Mm. And then, if we work with it, we can actually heal and grow in the relationship. Only if it breaks. <laughs> if it comes, if it, yes, if it, if it gets too much, then sometimes the kindest way is to separate. Yeah, but that is not a that's not a healing. So the the wound will you will take the wound with you and fortunately there will be the next partner. Or from the Buddhist point of view you have even more lives then to to work with it. But is yeah. healing not just a matter of not being reacted to it? It's not a matter of the pain disappearing. The pain yes. Is, yeah. Okay. So, so the healing is not about getting rid of the pain. No. Okay. No. No. Of course, if you if you if the reactivity softens, then most likely the underlying pain also starts to move and starts to heal. Uh, but it, it's. Uh, it's it's a this model is a bit assuming that there will be pain in our life and how do we how do we relate to it yeah. so the investigation looking deep lo looking more deeply so and again i would like to emphasize the investigation into the somatic aspect the energetic aspect the investigation is also looking into the thoughts. That's also interesting to become curious about the nature of thoughts. What are they made of? Where do they come from? Where do they dissolve back into? What's the stuff they are made of? Like directly looking at thoughts, at the nature of thoughts, not through thinking about them, not through thinking about thoughts, but to, by, by looking into it. But uh, I would like to emphasize the somatic aspect, the energetic aspect of the subtle energy body. 
so one of the one of the questions which would one could ask there to make a deeper looking possible is Um, why is it what makes it difficult to be with this what makes it difficult to be with this what is it without putting labels and words on it I really like that question so that that's like looking going deeper, going deeper than the mental labels and the projections we put onto the energy. What is it, was it, what is it without making it into something more by calling it something, by judging it? What is it? Try that out. And it's probably possible in the beginning only for very short moments. Like, so let's say anxiety. So you wake up in the night and an anxiety, which is during the day, it's somehow not such a big deal, but there in the night it becomes this really big deal. So, okay, recognizing, noticing. I'm afraid. Allowing. Okay, this is difficult for me. But I accept. Investigation with curiosity. What is it? Why is it so difficult to be with this? No, this burning in the stomach. What is this without label? without putting a judgment on it. Looking deep, looking deep. This is, uh, this practice is also uh, will, uh, trusting into what is called the self-liberating nature of feelings, the self-liberating nature of emotions, that every feeling which is felt fully will dissolve. Every feeling which is felt fully will dissolve. Not like this, but with some time. What about hooks from other people? You know, sometimes people can be mean or abuse you, and then there's a hook. And even if you have not done anything, or if you are you are reacting on their etheric mm. energy, and it's the same. Something very strange. It's the same. Recognizing, accepting, investigation with curiosity. Mm. It, what this practice is not saying, oh, and then you should, you know, be passive and allow people to do stupid or harmful things to you. So 
it is actually the case that that somehow less reactive you are in a situation more constructive and more firm and also more angry can be your response to it anger here in in the positive sense not in the not in the aggressive sense so less reactive you are more in more in contact are you with your resources with your creativity with your problem solving uh, capacities mm. so this practice is not supposed to make you a doormat or you know, like accepting injustice towards you or others it's supposed to create some space that you can be even more firm in saying no or doing what needs to be done somehow reactivity and our neurology can explain that our reactivity cuts us from from certain areas of of our brain we become like animals so we, we will much less get what we need and what we want when we are reactive so the last one is the non-identification so this does not mean that you non-identify with compassion <laughs> but this with compassion is I added that yeah. because so the non-identification is this and now we are in the in this kind of practices we have explored so far so now we are uh, shifting from um, I am the content of my experience to I am that which is aware. Yeah. Uh, Tara Brach also now quite often calls this actually natural awareness. Yeah, so exactly like natural awareness, open awareness. So I added this with compassion because uh, when you hear non-identification, there is that kind of trap we could fall into that non-identification need means disassociation like kind of kind of com completely cutting off of the experience so so i wanted to counteract that tendency of course and we have that tendency we, we, no we have there is a strong tendency in us to use meditation for disconnecting, for, 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 for trying to find a kind of peace which is uh, and leaving the mess behind. Yeah. Um, so this non-identification is actually the opposite. It's not disassociation, it's actually uh, having the space to be even closer to your experience, but not being it. And this not being it, I'm being that which is bigger. Yeah? You, you are not the anxiety, 
you are much bigger. But being in contact with that, which that which is not much bigger, makes it possible for you to do the investigation with curiosity even more so, because you can afford to do it, because it's not so threatening anymore. So non-identification, no, I'm not my anxiety. I am that which is aware. I'm not my... I'm not the content of my experience. It's a bit... You could maybe also say, I'm also the content of my experience, but I'm much more. I'm much more. So... In the non-identification, you shift your sense of identity away from the content into the context. Now, self as content. I am my fear, I am my thoughts, I am my personality, I am this body, I am my history, I am my name, I am my gender, I am my problems, I am my worries, I am my thoughts. Uh, to shifting from that sense of identity, self as, con as content, self as content of experience, to self as context of experience. In the Zen tradition, from the small self to the big self. In the Tibetan tradition, from Sam, the conditioned level of your mind, to Rigpa. Awareness itself. So this is a practice of kind of sliding from a moment of reactivity to accepting, allowing, embracing it, breathing into, saying yes to it, to that which is bigger. And uh, in, in that step, one, one could, if, if that supports you, one could use questions like, okay, who is aware? What is aware? Who is experiencing this? What is experiencing this? But more you finalize yourself, more you get to know the intrinsic well-being in your body, mind, heart, the intrinsic the innate intrinsic stillness, the default state of peace, more you, more you get to trust that and more you get to familiarize yourself with this, easier will that be, that, that fourth step. So this is not so much something you actually do. It's something which kind of happens then at the end of this process once you have started to become curious about awareness itself. So this is, the, the end is the enlightenment. Isn't a presence, an investigation into your experience, isn't that love? And the big love is to shift your sense of identity to uh, primordial love, essence love. 
And that's the non-identification. So, this is love. (laughs) (laughs) It is, uh, it also, it, I mean, it's, um, it's one way to say, okay, love, love this, but it might be difficult to understand how. Any other question? I think that we strive too much towards love, striving to feel the right feeling that might be an unloving act, not accepting Mm. that what is there. So if we get too fused with the feeling of I have to feel love, mm. I have to feel love, then where is the acceptance of what I do feel? Yeah, it's. I think the word love can be problematic. That's right. It's a beautiful word, but uh, um, yeah, mm. accepting is love. Maybe sometimes it's easier to understand what to actually allow to happen uh, in your body so that love can arise. Yeah, maybe it's an allowing of arising rather than you know, wanting to do it. Um, I always sort of balance um, meditation being experiencing whatever reality, whatever, and, mm. and being a bit instrumental, like you also said today. Mm. Um, but for me, this makes very much. I don't know if there's a question here. For me, this makes sense in in um, in relation to what you said about the subtle energy body. And I really experienced that that this works. I mean mm. that not in the sense that you know, in a situation, a very specific situation, I had an argument in a public space with my partner, and it was horrible. <laughs> mm. um, and uh, and I and I I sort of you know had had the had thought, okay, you need you need to you need to feel what's going on. Because my thoughts were running and arguments and okay, if he says this and I have to say that because he is a fault here and I didn't do this and I didn't mean it and 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 I stopped and sort of just hmm. really felt okay. I really feel like I, I want I want to walk down the street away like you said. I want to run away. Hmm. And and in like in a few minutes, it's it's it dissolved. And that was just yeah, very very powerful. Hmm. How long is that ago? Sometimes, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And probably then you had many situations since then where it didn't work. Yeah. (laughs) 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 And I also tried to explain it to him, like what he has to do to make that happen. (laughs) That was one of the situations where it didn't work (laughs) for me. 
Of course, it's it's wonderful if the partner would be open mm. to, yeah. But sometimes that's not the case. But it's just that it's somehow I don't know if it's inducing hope or if it's just. Uh, yeah, the, I'd like to have that. You know, yeah. I know that this can actually happen. Absolutely, it feels horrible right now, but. Yeah. I know that it could also dissolve and to have yeah. the experience that it could just dissolve yeah. makes it less yes. also sometimes harder because you just want it to dissolve but yeah, I don't know, it's some... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, experience like this make a difference. Mm. Of course, if you have experienced it once, then you know it's possible. Mm. But I think some, like if we talk about relationships like that, I think it's for me this is easier to think of if I, like for example, if I have an argument with my partner, and I'm in it, I cannot I cannot think about this at all because I'm so in it. But then I can walk out of the door and then I'm by myself, mm. and then these mm. things come, you know. Mm. And then I come home and I'm so relaxed, and he's like, "Why are you suddenly relaxed?" <laughs> you mm. know. So I think if. It's very difficult for me to do it in the situation, or like in the it is. while the it, it is, but it is very difficult. But it is possible. If it, I mean, if it wouldn't be possible in the situation, then I mean, then there's no hope. Then, then people will continue to hurt each other and be violent with each other. It is possible, mm. but it's difficult, mm. and it's exactly how you say. This is how we, how we, work with it. Going out, time out, working with it, with it after. Uh, that's part of the process. And then, once you manage in that in that situation, then I'm sure your life will bring something else, a more difficult person. <laughs> a what? A more difficult person. So that again, you need to <laughs> work with it. Mm. Yeah. So it's good to start how, the way you do, and then maybe, maybe reducing the time or not working with the most difficult thing. Yeah. And also. The situation that uh, that you still explode and you still um, w the good thing with that is that it makes us kind of humble how difficult this work is we are doing. It is. Yeah. So if you become tolerant with ourselves and patience, patient with ourselves, we also can bring this uh, towards other people. Okay. Thank you very much. Good luck for this week. <laughs> home, homework is obvious. And uh, sorry, I didn't send a mail uh, last week, but I'm going to send one tomorrow or after tomorrow. Um, 
with some links and uh, some some info, more information about the RAIN model. So if you would like to read a bit about it.